Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life even when stuff happens. Now, here's your host, Wit West. Welcome back to the podcast. And today I have a guest. I was about to say special guest, but she's not special. That is very rude. (laughs) This is my best friend, Janae. Hi. She is joining us today. This was supposed to be a friendship episode. But she hates me, so. Exactly. So we'll do that later (laughs) when we become friends again. And so. it's not going to happen. In that vein, (laughs) I thought since we hate each other, we should probably do a variation of the 36 questions that lead to love. So possibly we could like each other again soon and then do the friendship one. And, you know, I figure I can force her to be on the podcast multiple times. So why not do something different? This is your one chance, and this so, is how you decided to spend it. Anyway, so why don't you introduce yourself, tell the people who you are and where you're from or whatever you want to say about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Janae, and I'm from Washington, D.C. Yeah, I live in a suburb of D.C. now. That's important to me. I don't know. What, what else do you, what to do talk you do about? for a living? That's boring, but I I work at NDC's state education agency, basically managing a few different programs around college and career readiness. So I manage like a summer bridge program and a scholarship program, basically trying to get opportunities in front of DC residents so that they can go on and do whatever it is that they would like to do, whether that's, you know, a post-secondary education or, you know, jumping right into their career, but really just trying to set folks up for success. See, that is very important. <laughs> talking about that's boring. In Fair way. See, <laughs> talking about, oh, my career is boring. Let me tell you about all the amazing <laughs> things I do for the DC community and the cheerings. But we're going to get started. So we're just going to, we're not going to do all 36 questions, but we're definitely going to just choose a few out to ask each other. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't talk about these things, but do we both want to answer each question or do you want to ask each other Hmm. a question? I mean, I think we can ask each other questions if we want to add or if we have like a, something we really want to share. Okay. That works. So I'll let you be the first to go I'll let you do the honor to a- of asking the first question I'll be the the person who answers first so I just choose off of this yeah part. so let's go so there are three tiers in the 36 questions and we're gonna start with the first tier and Janae's gonna ask me a question okay how about for what in your life do you feel most grateful well I would say that's difficult because I want to just say mm-hmm. that like most grateful I want to say just being alive um just because I've had you know times where I've been sick so I'm very very grateful for that but that seems like an obvious answer like you should everybody should be grateful for being alive um hopefully hopefully um but I would say I'm grateful for my friends being who they are. So people other than myself? Yes, other than you. Not you. (laughs) Um, My friends and my line sisters 
because I just feel like I know you're both of those things, but you do not count in, in this at all. Just kidding. But I feel like my friends of all things in my life were especially orchestrated for me. Mm. I know a lot of people think that, but it's just like there was a curious series of events in my life that led me exactly to where I was that I distinctly would not have traveled down had it not been for another curious set of events. <laughs> so, and what I got from those experience essentially was my friends mm-hmm. um, who have been very supportive of me, down for me. My friends are ghosts. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, a very interesting dynamic group of people who kind of give me a lot of everything I need so I would say that's probably what I'm most grateful for that is so rude. <laughs> just kidding uh, you're in that group you're the worst <laughs> okay so let's see what I want to ask you so the first question if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability mm. what would it be that's so real um, also, I'm sorry if I sound like a man because I like oh, just gosh. sound like a man in general. But I'm also very congested, so you yeah, know. we're both kind of <laughs> dealing with issues. Yeah, I think about this a lot, so I don't even have to think about it. I really would like to be a much more patient person. I feel like I just have these thoughts of things I want and things that um, I feel like I can achieve and know that I can achieve, but. Just the patience, man. And also just patience with people. I'm not... No. I try. Mm. <laughs> I try sometimes. And it doesn't always work out. And it bleeds over into other areas of my life. Like my road rage. Uh-huh. And I think my job would be easier. Because, I mean, I deal with lots of people. I like people in general. But I'm like... I lack a lot of patience. So, yeah. If I can wake up tomorrow, change in any way, I think that would be... The thing because then I'd also be more patient with myself and like more forgiving of myself, which I'm not all the time. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. Let's do another one from set one. Set one. Okay. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? <laughs> I knew you were about to ask me that. Only because I don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Very good logic though. But I didn't say we can repeat questions. However, oh I won't do that to you. <laughs> the answer is yes, right. obviously, especially being a cancer. <laughs> Cancers have whole conversations and scenarios and lives in their heads. So you might be an honorary cancer. You probably are. You probably <laughs> it's probably your um, it's moon the, sign. It's the, uh, but it's also the perfectionist in the Virgo in me. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but sorry, but, <laughs> no, we have whole scenarios about what we about to say, what we about to do, <laughs> what's gonna happen. Um, I wish somebody you create. We create whole scenarios, <laughs> like stuff that ain't even possibly happened, but in the bathroom going through the sitting in there in the shower going through the whole mm-hmm. spill of everything that what, I, what they what they ain't gonna do right and what I'm gonna do right and stuff that ain't even never gonna happen but or that's about oh it's bad it's really bad especially like conversations like like that are purposeful right like obviously not like a call <laughs> a random call so like to see what somebody's doing yeah, yeah like not anything like that but 
everything else that's going to be a conversation or mm-hmm. something definitely rehearsing and, and why is just what happens in my brain I, I can't tell you why it's yeah. just innate and natural not because I want to don't want to sound stupid or anything but it's just something that my brain does quick follow up to that I don't know if we're allowed to do that sure um because I like I said I do that a lot too and I'm wondering does that ever does that cause issues with you in terms of like anticipating things that never happen like you spend a lot of do you spend a lot of time thinking about things that never happen but because you come up with like all these scenarios I feel like I put a lot of time and thought into things and then they don't ever come into fruition. I'm like, okay, well, that was a waste of time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I feel like, especially cancer, this is the whole shell thing. You can live mm. completely inside your mind. Yeah, yeah. If you're not aware of that. <clears throat> like, you can have whole relationships with people, <laughs> whole, like, friendship, like, that aren't existing. You've created. So y'all are, like, stalkers. Yes. I probably don't I mean, know that's fine. No, but because you've created these scenarios conversation relationships and feelings in your head Mm -hmm. and if you stay in there and you keep digging into them and you're not and you don't come out then you might stalk somebody it it may be crazy (laughs) maybe crazy okay um i'm just gonna be a person and move on to the second set (laughs) <laughs> what are they going to save amount of questions what no. So no 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 those questions got boring <laughs> um let's see how do you feel about your relationship with your mother oh good question I have a good relationship with my mom I feel like of my two parents I'm most like her which is a, it can be good and bad on the surface level I can say like I said I have a great relationship with her I can talk to her about almost anything and she's pretty understanding. Uh, and even if she's not, even if she doesn't understand, like, she tries. And I respect that. And so, yeah, I think it's always been good. There are things, I think, that frustrate me about her. But I also see in myself. And so that's a, a thing to battle. Because sometimes I want to call her out. And then I'm like, well, you do that too. Um, but then I'm like, but I got it from you. So I'm going to call you out anyway. <laughs> this is your fault. But, like, in general, I think she's so strong, and she's just dealt with a lot in her life, and I admire that about her. And so I seek her out a lot for things. And I know, I feel like a lot of people, I won't say most, but a lot of people feel this way about their mom. Like, if I'm ever having, like, a rough time, and I call my mom or see her, as soon as I hear her voice, I'm, like, bursting into tears and, like, just going to spill everything out. I think that's indicative. Like, I can try and be strong as much as I want to, but mom will always be able to break that down and I'm thankful for her like I said there's always things that frustrate you and I think that makes sense the more you grow up to understand your parents as people and understand their flaws and to maybe be a little bit frustrated by them but I also appreciate her more as a person like the more and more I get older and deal with my own life things oh yeah (laughs) so yeah, I, I love my mom, and we in this for the long haul. I can't <laughs> get another haul. one. <laughs> right. Can't ruin another mother. Right. I'm going to find a question that's not on the list. That's Whatever. We're in the set rules. two. <laughs> okay. Um, set two. Actually, I don't know if I know this. What is your most treasured memory? I don't know either. 
um, my most treasured memory. It's funny because I think that I was talking about this on an episode that hasn't been aired, but um, it was part of the conversation I was having with my grandmother, and I remembered. You know, like the memories you have sometimes when you're younger, mm. you don't always like constantly recall. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just funny how like so vivid they are. Things you just like distinctly remember. Yep. Like when I was little, I remember all the time being on the porch with my granny sometimes and my great grandmother mm. and this lady, Miss Josie. <laughs> and we'd be out there and they'd be, you know, talking and doing all that stuff and my great-grandma and Miss Josie were like in their 90s and Miss Josie would always be singing when the saints go marching in and be having me singing with her and we'd be on the porch just singing when the saints come marching girl we were just getting it she she used to love that song y'all ain't had no tambourine I'm surprised she probably was banging on her leg and stuff we would be getting it outside. We'd be having a, I'd be having a good old time with them old ladies and stuff like that. And so I remember that distinctly. And like another odd memory is like I don't have any other memories really of her. But my my great grandmother's sister mm-hmm. lived with us like for a few years while she was like on her deathbed because I was really little. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Carrie, so it was Aunt Carrie. And I just remember, like, crawling in bed with her sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my granny, I, I guess she didn't remember. <laughs> I was like, you know, Aunt Carrie just used to lean over and spit on the other side of the bed <laughs> while she was sick. And I remember, uh-huh. like, sitting there watching her, like, this is nasty. <laughs> and then, like, peeking over the side of the bed, like, oh. <laughs> and so she would do it against the side that was against the wall. And I was like, you didn't know she was spitting down there? <laughs> like, after all these years. But, like, just, like, random memories like that, I feel like are really treasured because they could like slip at any time where yeah. you don't remember that you remember them with people <laughs> who have been gone for mm. like decades now mm-hmm. so I would probably say that that's fair okay cool let's see ah. was you going to set 75 <laughs> right I just made the screen all big <laughs> um, using this Mac um okay. let's see I know you're gonna hate that question <laughs> But because I know you're going to hate it, I'll ask it. (laughs) If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're living now and why? Um, I guess so. I mean, I'm trying to decide in what way. So there's two ways I think about this. One, in terms of like kind of the legacy that you leave behind. I think that if I knew I was going to die suddenly in a year... That might help me, like, with my... Whatever the first question was with my patience. I think I might just have more patience for things. That seems a little bit backward, because you're like, but you're running out of time. Um, But I guess I would just feel like I know that that's going to happen in a year, and so I can just kind of, like, chill out about whatever. Yeah. There are things I'd like to do in terms of, like, writing a book and stuff like that, and I feel like I wouldn't be able to complete but that I might still put some time and effort into just to kind of leave that legacy behind and to say that I I did it <laughs> before I died. But I think the biggest thing that would kind of change, but not really, is just 
me letting people know how much I care about them while I'm here. I feel like I do an okay job of that in some aspects and then for other people, or I guess I should say for some people and then for other people, not so much. And I think I would just make a point to make sure that the people I really care about know that I care about them and why. If I knew that I was going to like be wiped off of this earth, I would want them to know unequivocally before I go how I feel about them. Like I, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so it's not a huge change, but I think I would be more intentional about it. My question with that would be, are, would you quit your job? Maybe. And not because I don't like my job, but more so because, like I said, I, I feel like my job is very important to residents of D.C. and I feel connected to that community because that's the community that raised me. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I would be preoccupied with my own impending death mm-hmm. too much to like put my all into what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I would want them to have somebody who you know is, is able to think of the future and is able to like make changes to any of the programs and, and be in that future minded mindset that I might not be in if I thought I was going to die in a year. So yeah, I would probably quit my job, but not for like just to be out here what was it? Free, fancy, something. Free will Footloose and fancy, free something. Not to do that, but just... You all caring and stuff about why you would, why you would quit your job. That's I'm all. That's all nice <laughs> and stuff. I thought it would be a caring answer, but I thought you would say because you would want to go, like, with your parents. That, too. That would be rough. But, I mean, mainly because I live with my sister, who is also one of my best friends and we don't live in the same location as our parents and so I think it would be difficult to decide where to be in the last moments of or <laughs> last moments, the last <laughs> year of it all but yeah I mean I would definitely want to spend some more time with them and with my brother so let's see go to the third set or do more in the in the second set what do you think um I can go to the third set and okay. if you would like let's I don't go. even know how long we've been in each set I'm actually, I have this conversation often, so I'm actually interested. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, no, no. no I think it's probably one of the lighter questions of this set, oh. but what if anything is too serious to be joked about? That's not light, but like, you know what I'm saying. What do you feel like is too serious to be joked about, if anything? Too serious to be joked about. It's funny because now that I'm asking, I'm blanking, <laughs> but it was something I was, I remember recently being specifically like, that's like you don't joke about mm. that um and i can't even remember what it is let me think <laughs> so obviously you don't mind now <laughs> i don't care anymore <laughs> see how things change people yeah <laughs> this, everything can be joked about um i feel like i'm trying to remember what that is mm, mm-hmm. specifically <laughs> well i know for sure i know this was related to it but rape mm. And like mm-hmm. personal violations of people, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like obviously people think they can joke about anything, but I don't see where like it's worth it to pull out right. the smallest of things that can be joked about, rape or like mm-hmm. a personal violation or something like that. Okay. So I would probably say that's a little too serious to be mm-hmm. joked about. That's interesting. Did you have an answer, or what what do you usually say since you said you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, I think in general, for me, 
a more vague personality, I think. I don't think there's a specific topic that is too serious to be joked about, but I think that there are things kind of similar, like, about, like, rape or death or things like that where you just have to know the person that you're joking with. And if, like, like joked about in what way? So, like, is this, like, a stand-up comedian that's making a blanket joke mm-hmm. about something? Or is this, like, you and your friends joking about something that you wouldn't necessarily joke with somebody else about, you know? I think you just have to know your audience. And if you're joking about something that somebody is ultimately going to be offended by, then to me that's not a joke anymore. It's just a personal attack. And so I think it probably is a lot more difficult for stand-up comedians because their comedy yeah. has to go to so many people. Um, but, like, amongst friends and family and, you know, all that good stuff, I really think it depends on who you're talking to. And if you know somebody has a certain sensitivity about a topic, then I think it's too serious to be joked about. Yeah. And some people might say, like, some people take some things too seriously, but that's still... That's serious to them. Yeah, on that on that personal level. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So, tell me what you like about me. Be very honest this time. Saying things you might not say to somebody you just met. But what you gonna like about somebody you just met? They could be crude or... I mean... Or nice or something. I don't like you. How rude. (laughs) I feel like I've said this to you before, but I just really like and admire, but like your tenacity. And I feel like you've been pretty open about things that you've been through. And I think things that honestly would have shut a lot of people down. And I don't think that you allowed that to happen I think that you've pushed through so much adversity and then not only did you push through that adversity but then brought it out to the forefront in a way that can help other people be able to also push through any adversity that they're dealing with and so I like that you one have that tenacity and then two have a desire to like spread that and cultivate that in other people and even just your drive like we were for all the folks we were just out um, sitting and talking about something that a little project of mine that I'm trying to start and Whitney has such experience with it and I like that you this is it's going to sound selfish but I like that you're so willing to like give that advice and to like like I said cultivate things in people and elevate other people I don't ever feel like you like it's a competition mm-hmm. I feel like you I like maybe this is the ultimate thing aside from the tenacity because I do still believe that but I like that you truly believe that there's room for everybody and that we don't have to like cut people off or like shimmy people out of their position to like elevate ourselves. We can just all be elevated. So yeah, I like that about you. Oh, that's so sweet. Yep. I'm not gonna do that was, anymore. Like I'm never No gonna, more sweetness. Right. People. I'm never gonna hear anything nice again <laughs> from her. Like, she just said enough that it's like, well, Jesus just texted me like, dang, you ran out. Ran out. No more niceness from nope. Janae. You She's just out. Replay this She's over and over again. Okay. <laughs> when did you last cry in front of another person and by yourself? These questions, but they just be wondering, when were you sad? <laughs> and then another time. Into you. And another one. 
The last time I cried, That's, I didn't mean that to copyright infringement. I can't with you. <laughs> um, the last time I cried in front of a person, <laughs> you can really skirt around that. Um, answering that question, so maybe like three weeks a month ago, mm-hmm. I was with the guy I've been dating. Mm-hmm. And we were having a conversation about mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. and it was emotional. And mm-hmm. so, um, I think I had a, a little tear of sorts of things. A little tear. It was a little tear. This one. Okay. Now, if we being real, like the last time I cried by myself, yes. we were. On, I was on the phone with him, mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. not a little tear. Yeah. That yeah, was okay. a lot of tears. I think I remember these. Um, so that was a ball and that was like in April March March February March and November October October, 2014 I know right (laughs) and then um September summer summer winter um that was then and then the most recent was it was different different types of cries Mm -hmm. um Let's see. Let's see. Let's do that one that you were gonna ask me, and that maybe that can be our last one. Oh my maybe, God. maybe I don't know. We'll see. Make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling. Since we're not strangers, it doesn't have to be so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said let's do a vague one okay. not a vague one like a, a surface level one yeah. and maybe like two deeper okay yeah I only skirted around this because I felt like it was going to take a while to think of them well I mean you already said this but our my surface level one for the two of us is that we are line sisters oh, you stole mine <laughs> <laughs> yes we are uh, <laughs> number two I think we are pretty attuned to each other's emotional stuff. Like, with without necessarily talking about it, I think that we are attuned to one another emotionally and can just exist in a place together. I mean, we typically talk things, talk about whatever, but I don't think we have to, and I think we would still get each other. Oh, I don't know how to phrase this last one, even if it's appropriate, but oh, it's oh. not like inappropriate. Okay. We are both, we both, and this probably can be said for a lot of people, but we both have these intense battles between heart and mind. And you're an answer thief. Oh, <laughs> that's what you get for making me go first. Should have just let it go. Let it go. Let it, okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, as you know, we both have that where we know intellectually one thing, but feelings come in and make you stupid. <laughs> Even though we're both intelligent people. That's four. <laughs> there you go. You're an overachiever. I almost cussed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So the surface level one would be since you stole mine mm. and you're also a thief. <laughs> we are both thieves. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would say we both graduated from the George Washington mm. University. 
true. <laughs> Didn't have to. So, <laughs> just since you stole my other oh one, my the only one I also had prepared, <laughs> not prepared, but you know, so I thought of to piggyback off of that, I would say we both are romantics who mm. like have this belief and mm. want for love. <laughs> No matter how many times it slaps the ground, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh. we still believe we and want. Still believe. Okay, you sorry. and these songs. I know, I know. You don't have these rights. Nobody has the rights to these. Sorry, <laughs> that doesn't do anything. I know. Um, <laughs> I just figured I said. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the love thing, and then I would say. This is going to be mean to both of us. Oh, my <laughs> But it's true. We both need to work on and be better with our money management. That's not mean. That's just real. <laughs> I know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying we broke, but we broke. No. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But I feel like that's with everybody also. But mm. we've had conversations mm. about helping each other be responsible to <laughs> yeah for things and not and going on shopping no what is it called um sprees no not the sprees <laughs> the other part going on where you stop band or like, like a, a, whatever so like a, yeah, yeah. like yeah yeah so doing stuff like that and that's why i mentioned that i was like what is something that we both like do because mm. it seems like that should be like an easier question but I mean, this is in the deep <laughs> dive right. part of it right. but it's like when you're friends all the time you don't it's not necessarily that you always have just so much in common like you do like mm. you like some of the same right. things but like there's a lot of times like your differences like that bind you like together like you fit together well mm -hmm. so it's like a a weirder question Great. so any of the other ones that you just like want to ask or both answer or anything before yeah, we sh close it down complete this sentence I wish I had someone with whom I could share dot 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 <laughs> I also would like to share my ellipses with yes <laughs> I do <laughs> that's tough only because I don't know that and like you and my sister are probably the closest to this and maybe my other bestie who I won't say her name just because I don't know if she wants me to um, <laughs> but in general I don't share everything with everybody but I feel like like if you got all of my people together in one room you'd pr have a pretty good like knowledge this is random and it feels surface level but like my like fascination with outer space I mean and like a astronomy not astro yes astronomy just because like I feel like it's kind of a random thing to be interested in if you're not like an astronomer uh -huh. or like you know whatever I mean I find people like who are interested in that but I'm like I've probably watched like 30 documentaries on black holes alone. oh like I'm just fascinated with outer space maybe I don't think I knew the, like, the documentary on oh, black hole thing yeah like there was a point like every night I was falling asleep to somebody talking about black holes and gravitational space time and Lord. all this stuff I don't even I, may, I might have made that last thing up but 
But yeah, it's just something I'm like super interested in. And I feel like when I talk to people about it, they're just like, that is interesting, but like, I'm not interested in it. Right. Or they're like, you're weird. Shut up. But yeah, I don't think I like mentioned it to anybody where they're like, oh my God, yes, I could also sit and like talk about this for hours or like watch 30 documentaries. So like, I feel surface level, but like, it's something I feel like that is a big part of, I'll say this, my interest in like outer space and space in general has really formed a lot of how I view humanity and spirituality mm-hmm. um, and things like that. Those are deep topics that it's hard to like just kind of jump into. Right. Especially if people don't have the like foundational like terminology of what I'm even talking about. So it's hard to explain sometimes when I'm talking about like how I view these really deep topics and people are like, I mean, that sounds cool, but like I don't really get, get it. it. And because, like I said, it has formed so much of how I think about the world. It's a bigger thing, I think, than I even realized until I said that answer. Interesting. Okay, and I guess I'll answer, too. Um, I wish I had someone with whom I could share, I would say, probably, like you said, it seems like service (laughs) level, like, like my space with. Oh, my God, that's such a good answer. Because... I like living by myself. Mm -hmm. And so if I have a person who I want to share my space with, that is, like, important. Like, Mm -hmm. somebody who I want to actively make the room Mm -hmm. for in my life physically and emotionally um, into the space. (laughs) Ooh, she's late. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, we know it's ooh, child. Right, right. Yeah, we (laughs) We, we're not we get it ooh, yeah we get it Uchile. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i think that would be Great important answer. especially because like touch is also important mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. so like when i have that person like i would be ready to like share mm-hmm. a space with them because i feel like my probably whole life i'm gonna be dramatic and say life yeah. because it's true like changes with the with someone in my space mm-hmm. like that I love and like touch and like things like that so it's like mm, things like that you're not <laughs> um <laughs> I was really thinking about cuddling and sleeping mm-hmm. um but also also things like that right right, right um right. but very important that um yeah share my space with mentally mm-hmm. physically emotionally uh, I wish I had thought of that answer. That's a good answer. That's really good. Yes. I agree with that. Score. That's all. No. <laughs> no, it can be. I'm just looking. No. Let's see. Actually, since we're, even though this isn't officially about friendship, apparently, uh-huh. what do you value most in a friendship? Tolerance. Okay. Somebody who's not, like, judgmental. Mm-hmm. Who can understand like difference of opinions and talk about it and talk through it Mm -hmm. and not just kind of like try to force their opinion or their stance like on you yeah and somebody that is like ride or die who's gonna be your cheerleader who's Mm -hmm. gonna support you look out for you in the best way they know possible without looking for applause or rewards Mm. from doing so Mm. 
because you may not even know, you know, the stuff that they do for you or to yeah. help you, but they do it because, you know, you that person, you right. know, ride or die. What about you? Mine is similar. Um, it's probably the same. I just uh, did it, wouldn't have put it that way, but I like that. I think the thing I value most of the friendship is like the space to be myself. And like you were saying, being tolerant and non judgmental because I make a lot of mistakes. People make a lot of mistakes, first of all. I make a lot of mistakes, and I like friends who can talk me through that without making me feel like, you know, I'm stupid mm-hmm. or or whatever. Because I, I mean, like, I personally am better with this than I have been in the past, but I'm still, like, a fairly self-conscious person, and I think about the way that I present a lot, present outward to other people, mm-hmm. um, and I feel most at home... I think that's why your other answer really resonated with me. Like, I like my space. I'm, like, having my own space because I don't have to worry about anybody being mm-hmm. there judging me, judging me what I'm doing, what I, you know, whatever. And so I really value having friends who feel like home. And to me, home just feels like somewhere I don't have to at all worry about, oh, I wonder what this person going to think if I do this, you know, whatever, or if I talk to this person or whatever if I just feel like I can be who I am and don't have to worry about stuff I feel like I worry about out in the world yeah they're supportive of like what makes you happy right they and, might forewarn you about some things yeah no don't but let your friends end. just be out here willy nilly yeah, doing just, craziness yeah um, but don't, like you can I think the perfect example is that show that we've been watching yes um, can I say it by name no. I don't know okay that show that we've been watching uh huh that group of friends, I think a few of them are pretty judgmental. And I don't know that I'd be comfortable being friends with all of them. But I think, ultimately, like, they call each other out when they feel like they need to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm happy to see, like, friendships being portrayed where it's not just all hunky-dory. Like, friendships aren't always that way. Right. And so, like, definitely, I think your friends should be able to have a real conversation with you about something they feel like is not in your best interest. Or if you are kind of, like, spiraling and they want to bring your attention to it and help you, but not judge you. Right. For it. So, yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for doing the abridged version of the 36 questions with You're me. You're kind of welcome. Ha, ha, ha. Well, thanks. Well, we'll complete the next portion. So, of course, I couldn't leave you without an adventure and ridiculosity. And Janae is still here for that. I didn't kick her out or force her to go to the airport yet. So, we're going to talk about why she's even here in my space. Breathing up all the air and things. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) How rude. Anyway, (laughs) she came for Essence Festival. And not to hang out with Whitney. Rude. (laughs) Yes. So she came for Essence Festival. And so we're going to talk about Essence. Mm -hmm. So if you have not been to Essence Festival, it is a four-day festival in New Orleans um, that is based around music. Um, there are concerts for three nights, 
with several artists. So it's like five plus hours of concerts. Mm -hmm. During the day, the convention center is full celebrities, authors, vendors, just all types of things. And then every event known to man (laughs) under the sun on earth that any black person, black leaning person any body who's seen black people has ever created comes to new orleans and hosts an event during that time the city is crazy this mm-hmm. year if you watched girls trip oh my god you know essence festival was featured in that movie and that definitely drove up the numbers this year so there were about half a million people here for the Essence Festival this year, which they say was pretty close to the numbers in 2014. And if you don't know what 2014 was, that was the year that Prince was here. And funnily enough, <laughs> Janae and I were here for that Essence yes, Festival it was our first as one. well. Well, it was my, it was your first yeah, it was my one, first right? one. Yeah. So, yeah, so we just wanted to like come on and just talk about the Essence Festival really quickly. So, did you have a good time? I did. I had a good time. Concerts were so much fun. I like live music. I like music in general, but I especially like live music. I like the vibe I get from it and from the people who are watching it. So I always love a good concert. And like you said, there's just so much happening. There's so many things to do. So many like people to see and meet and all that good stuff. So yeah, I had a really good time. And then it's obviously it's in New Orleans. So there's also lots of good food to be had. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and pe- people know this I feel like but sometimes it gets a little bit lost I think when you're talking about the music and all of that but it is really a a special gathering to really focus and honor black women and the contributions that black women make but not only that just the like just the, the, the black female experience which is there's a lot that encompasses but I feel like there's not a whole lot of large spaces like this where black women are pretty much the focus and I appreciate that or they're convened so the people who are at Essence Fest the ages range from like Mm. the babies be there to (laughs) like your granny Mm now they be there oh yeah Um, so everybody is like kicking it and jamming people at the concert just be wild now it's like so funny like seeing people like just get in it like yes, in the stands they cane in the air oh. <laughs> no, I, saw real. I saw that I yeah. saw several people saw that so they're doing that <laughs> they're like up in the high level just dancing and juking I'm like if y'all sit down cause if y'all fall and Jenny gotta stop her set I don't know y'all need to stop but they just don't have no fear they be up there getting it mm-hmm. be on the floor getting Getting it, just oh having gosh. a good old time. So much fun. All in the streets, um, <laughs> having a good time on Bourbon Street, wearing their tightest of outfits. Oh my gosh. It's always funny to see people come to the concerts for the first time. Um, <laughs> not that I'm just such a, what's it called? Experience. Uh, experienced like Essence Fester. <laughs> Only been a couple times, but I know concerts and things of this nature well enough to know that you don't wear heels <laughs> to uh, things like this because yeah. the concert is not just your two hour concert 
it's like five plus hours at least five or six mm-hmm. so you're gonna be there and it's a lot of walking it's in the superdome mm-hmm. so this is not like your small neighborhood concert <laughs> venue this is the dome mm-hmm. so it's huge so even depending on where you enter getting to your seat can be a haze yes especially if you're up or down or it's it's stairs lots mm-hmm. of stairs lots of walking Lots of stairs, very few railings. Very few railings. <laughs> There's slippery stuff on the floor sometimes. Oh if gosh. if your cousin them spilling stuff and didn't clean it up, mm-hmm. so you have that. And then if you've never been to the Superdome, when there's going to be an event with lots of people. <laughs> Or you've never been to New Orleans. How about mm. that? Let's start there. Mm-hmm. New Orleans is hot. Oh my gosh. And you know this. So but hot. what most people don't realize is that New Orleans has the AC capacity mm. for oh its my heat. Gosh. Unlike a lot Crazy. of other places. Most buildings you walk into in New Orleans are ice cold. So cold. They have the I swear the ACs here are from Wakanda because <laughs> them joints be bumping. I just yeah, like it's cold. I have a heater in my office at work, y'all, and it's been running in the summertime <laughs> because it is cold. So then the Superdome probably holds all the vibranium <laughs> because that joint is it is ice so cold. cold. So when your cousin them came up in there in their little short dresses and whatnot and barely any clothes mm-hmm. and these heels, they come out as a popsicle. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is hot as outside, so they gonna melt as soon as they go right back out. Mm-hmm. But especially while they waiting for them Ubers. Yeah. So also that's another thing. <laughs> the first time we came to Essence, mm-hmm. Uber and Lyfts were not yet allowed in the city. Um, so there was a lot of cabs and cabs. Um, they do their little five to ten dollars per person thing mm-hmm. during this time, but of course everybody's up on their Uber lifts game now. But you legit some, I think they realized that it was a fail the first night after they blocked off access to the Superdome. <laughs> you couldn't get within like three blocks of it, yeah. and so they were trying to let cabs down like two by two and yeah. things like that, and it didn't seem like it was working because people just weren't getting out from the area quick enough. Mm. But if you know how they opened it up a little bit, trying to control it, how everybody came in and out. But still, you know, you request a Uber or a Lyft and you have to like find your driver and they have to like <laughs> find you. So when the 3.5 bajillion people are coming out mm. of the dome and then all their Ubers and Lyfts and whatever are descending upon the Superdome, mm-hmm. it's hectic and it's crazy and then you might have to walk out in them hills across the street mm-hmm. all the potholes in New Orleans oh busting across everywhere <laughs> to get where you need to go so just be mindful yeah if you're coming to the fest yeah. of those things but I'm just saying you're gonna be cold yeah you will. it's not because you know don't wear your stuff but when you go out in the daytime just yeah wear that because it's mm. hot mm. you don't want to have much clothing on look cute girl. out in them streets but just so you know, the dome is cold. Don't say anybody that nobody ever warned you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had on a hoodie, um, <laughs> crop top, on the second on Janet's night, and I was perfectly. I was. I got a little chilly sometimes, even. Mm-hmm. So just that's so you can know, mm-hmm. it is legitimately cold. 
and I didn't realize how cold the dome would be mm-hmm. the first time I went. It was very cold. So, but Essence is a wonderful time if you've never been. Mm-hmm. Make it down here at some point and bring your friends and come have a good time. I would always suggest staying through Monday mm-hmm. if you can. Yes. Um, everybody's going to be trying to leave on Monday, so the airport is going to be hectic anyway. Flights are probably going to be more expensive. And then being here Monday gives you another day to kind of explore mm-hmm. the city and go to all those places that the wait time was three hours right. when you wanted to go right. sometime during the weekend. So it's always good to either come a day early or leave. I always say leave Tuesday either way, even if you do come a day early. <laughs> um, because the flights, again, are cheaper and it's just easier to get in and out of the airport because New Orleans airport is pretty small mm-hmm. and it's really easy to navigate but when you have those crowds from Essence it becomes a little hectic mm-hmm. so instead of running in there you know 45 minutes before your flight and still having to wait <laughs> um, because you got through the gate and check in and security that quick right. it becomes uh, hours of ordeal that you can just avoid and be down at Cafe Dumont having a <laughs> beignet while everybody else is going through the struggle so anything else you want to say about essence i think that's about it i think we covered it it is a really great time though uh, i mean the one thing i will say is that you already alluded to is that you just can't do everything yeah and you can try like i'm a little bit more reserved i guess you could say like i don't have to do everything but if you want to try try but you definitely it's need to stay till Tuesday. Yeah. If that's the case. <laughs> exactly. Because you're going to be tired. Tired. Stuff starts early in the morning mm-hmm. and the concerts let out around 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, if you want to do hot. it all, do it all. But, like she said, give yourself some extra time to recover yeah. before you get back to life. And the party start after the let out <laughs> at yes. the dome. So, yes. you could potentially be going and going and going. Yeah. So be mindful, drink your water, and get your rest while you're here. But hopefully we see you next year in New Orleans at Essence Fest. Are you coming back? I'm thinking about it. I mean, why not? I feel like it's something to to come back to and... I might not get that three-day package again. Yeah. But depending on who's who's um, playing the concerts, I'll decide. Yeah, I, I told you, I only bought on the, the tickets because Janet was coming, and I <laughs> wanted to see Janet. Mm-hmm. And it's just cheaper to go ahead and get all three. So I just went ahead and did that. If I had been here, like, nobody else was coming or Janet wasn't the one, I may not even have gone to the concert. So I might have bought just, like, a one-night ticket mm-hmm. um, after the fact and just done like the events of essence because i still yeah. did not step foot in the convention center yeah this time Same. and that's my goal next time it's like to do the other yeah events because i've done the concerts full out <sighs> once all three nights this time i did two nights so that will probably be my goal for next year unless like they have some kind of crazy headliner that i'm like i have to be there so yeah. we will see Yes, thanks for joining me on the adventure of ridiculosity as well. You're welcome, girl. All right. Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Wit living her best life at withappen6.com and at withappen6 on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.